you know, you got this fantasy in your head about getting out of the life and setting the corporate world on its ear. What the fuck you gonna do except hustle? Welcome, y'all, to the Cover Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Truist. We got Tracy O'Neill. Yeah, we live. We got your boy KL, man. We here, man. Let's do it, man. Right on. We got special guests for y'all tonight. Yes, sir. Y'all ready for her? First, she's a successful, young, black, entrepreneur, businesswoman, mother, all of the above. Influence, you want to call it. We got the one and only wonderful. Sure. And so that's the 
that's the best thing that I can say before me. Like you said, my kids are most definitely the, my why. You always got to have a why. Yeah. And my why is my kids, and then my other why is what do I have a value to pass on to others? Right on. That's my why. Wow. It's a that you doing what you're doing, but one that's something you, they watch you. I mean, you know, beside the kids, but like... This generation. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. especially where we from, you, we seeing, you know, the young girl, they see, well, I'm on stage, we got some circles, so like, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's definitely yeah. to a lot of and, and you're not far to reach out to, so right. if they need advice, I'm like, dang, she right here from this whole right. time. She's not that far. Man. And I still haven't changed either. I know some people start getting a different tax bracket or start doing different things and they kind of leave people off behind. But I'm so accessible <laughs> still. Like, I'm still just Milan from Gaston Circle. Y'all reach out to me, I'm going to pull you up. I'm going to give you all the business tips that I have. To I hope you be more successful than me so I can be like, oh, I had a hand, you know, I had a hand in that pot um, just to see. People just be a powerhouse mm-hmm. and just be successful. That's my whole, that's my why. That's the value that I want to pass on to others. That's what's up. I think that's the most dope thing about you as far as uh, the business side is that you're so relatable. Like, I think, like like Trey was saying, people can look at themselves and see themselves in you. Based upon right. your background or the way you interact with people, yeah. like you know, I just told Trader that like, I don't know what me and Milan, I hadn't talked to Milan, <laughs> but we came from the mud together, mm-hmm. you know. And, and sometimes when you come from the mud with people, you just pick it up, and it's just it's just natural. And I feel like you're a natural person, and, and people love you know real recognizable. You got to be relatable. Like when I tell people those stories about my jobs, me quitting them. I don't say it like a negative way. I just want people to know that like I've been there before where I had absolutely nothing. I've been there before where I just just thought about giving up. It's like I'm working this daily job, paycheck to paycheck. I got these kids, like people calling me this and that, you know. And I've been there before, but you don't have to stay there. Like that's the process that I had to go through to appreciate where I am now because I appreciate it so much. But I had to go through those stumbling blocks to get where I am now. That's just, you can't stop in the process. You got to keep going. That's real. Um, I want to ask you this. Being that you, you kind of shunned away from the 9 to 5 and decided to go in business for yourself, and, you know, how did you feel when you, when you hit the ground running and you stayed balanced and you got that first paycheck and you like, dang, I did. Like, I just received money from my services on my own. And ain't nobody saw my check with me. How did that feel? How did that, did they give you, like, reassurance? Like, I know I'm about to keep going. Um, so that first week I started working for myself was the most scariest week for me ever. Mm. Because we sometimes seek validation from other people to feel adequate. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't, though. Know. And as a woman, I sought validation from Facebook likes. Mm. I post this picture, are they going to like it because of how I look. What does that do for you though? Then, <laughs> then it struck my ego. Right, right. Then, okay, right okay. then, you know, but I'm yeah. not superficial like that anymore. But, um, but that's what validation I needed. So when I started doing hair, it was like, it made me anxious and nervous because what if these people don't like what I'm doing? Or what if I post this and I don't get this and my last stuff? And that. so mm-hmm. it was real rocky for me that first week because I still had to get settled in who I was and just know even if I mess up, that's not the end of things. Right. Like I got to keep going. I got to push through it. So that first week, it felt good. Like, I, like I'm releasing some powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that mentally, but I still struggle with um, seeking validation depression because I was coming out of depression different things like that mm-hmm. so um, 
But I knew I was going to give up. I told my car, my homegirl, I said, oh, my gosh, I messed up on this girl here. I got anxiety. I can't sleep. It kept me up all night. She was like, girl, just give up, baby. It's okay. Just go back and work oh, she, she encouraged you to give up? She encouraged me to give up. Because wow. she said that she didn't want to mess up my mental. She knew me. She didn't want me to go back into depression. So she said, if it's bothering me that much, just stop. I prayed on you don't do that. I needed to. Yeah. I needed because I needed to learn how to get over it. Right. We have to attack our fear sometimes. Yes, fear to, yes, to even get to the next level. Because if you don't take, attack your fears, you'll never learn how to do it. Absolutely. So um, I attacked that fear, attacked that fear, and just kind of said, I I told myself this affirmation, like I am literally going to live unapologetically me. I am going to be me, flaws and all. Why if not? you don't like it, if who don't like it, it does not matter. I'm still going to be me. Yeah. And that's all I can be because I, I'm only living for myself and not living for other people. So um, it's free. That's to answer your question. That's, it's that's, liberating. It's very liberating to be in business for myself because I control everything about me. Man. So it's liberating. That's a good feeling to have, right? That's, yeah, that's you would encourage more women. To be liberated yeah. and, and to create your own opportunities. That's what I want my kids to know. Like, if it's not an opportunity there for you to, to capitalize, go get it. No. No. Like, don't wait no. to for somebody to say, let me hand you this. You just got to go get it. You got to create your opportunities. Sure. And that's what I did throughout my whole process of becoming an entrepreneur. Nobody said that uh, we needed a black a first black owned nail salon or mm-hmm. hair salon. Right. I said that. They I thought they Yeah, I don't know. They thought you But I said, like, and I said, let me be that person to just bring it here. I'm going to create this opportunity and things are going to come to the opportunity that I create. It's like a magnetic field. Right. I right. put that energy out in the air and then people, situations gravitate to it. Sure. So you create your own opportunities in life. Mm-hmm. That's dope. All right. Dropping gems. Yeah, dropping gems. So what's your next step with Chi Chi? What? 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 Um, we have Tyler Henry, she's an esthetician. We have um, Anaya, she's a barber. We have Rose, she's the cosmetologist. Myself, I'm a hairstylist. We have Sierra, she's a hairstylist. Um, Sheba, she's my partner. We have two nail techs, Koi Nails, and called by Katie. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, if I am, I'm sorry, y'all, because we're very busy. This is one I call on. That's she from live or? Roll. Yeah. Roll, man. That's my concept. Like, the whole chi is just full of goats. It's like ridiculous. That's why I'm so proud because everybody in there is a heavy hitter. And that's God because it ain't have to be that way. But everybody in there is a heavy hitter. So, um, right to create opportunities, the next thing with the chi is we're full, we're packed out with our girls in there. So I'm hoping different branches. Like I have a branch in Texas coming called the Health and Wellness, the Chi Chi Yanni home. And that's where you steam the Yanni. Y'all have heard about that? The girls get their pajama steam. No. Okay. Let me break it out. I heard it on that. So they sit on the pots. They put their vaginas on a pot. Steam comes up. And it basically rejuvenates the walls. Makes it tight again. It makes it tight for some people unless they have a little knowledge. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go through that process. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can't miss the knowledge. Okay. But if it's intact, 
you know, it does, and it makes them better. It just feels really good. Like, you just walk out like, let's go have sex. Like, it feels really so, good. So, is this in Wake City or Texas or where? No, this is in Valentine's Day. Like, this would be a good thing for you men to get your women to come and, like, get them a coupon or something so they can come in. I give cards so they can come in and sit on this pot and get their vagina steamed. I had to say that again this time. So, and then, but this is so the branch in Texas is only going to be about vagina semen and health and wellness for women because um, we need it. It's just a line of self care for women. We sometimes get so caught up in taking care of everybody else, we don't take care of ourselves. And that's my main goal with all my um, branches just self care, health and wellness. So I'm going to stay the same. It's it's becoming real big. Um, it's a it was, me, really? It's it was, okay, so I said that pops wise on the level. So usually that's how they have it. Usually that's how it's Like somebody that's doing in another state, um, mainly celebrities, and then the trip down to us pores. And then by the time we get it, they on something else. They probably yeah. doing vagina stitching with ain't no telling. We'll be on it later. But um, mm-hmm. so it's picking up real real big health and wellness for vaginas. Well, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, they, see, nobody comes out with anything for us. Like, we oh, can, okay. if your balls are you there. No. Yeah, that's it. Like, you can't get, you can't get them bitches straightened out, bro. Like, them bitches, you, you got ugly balls, bro, you stuck. Yeah, yeah, you stuck, well, bro. Listen. Them nuts are stuck up. Well, listen, up. so at the Chief, we do have a men's department. So it's uh, on lines of health and wellness. It's a sweat box. Oh. So if you are tired, if you have long day at work, exactly. whatever. Yeah, just okay, okay. 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 Release, release those toxins because I'm gonna see you up with peaceful type oils and things like that. So that's what's up. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is in a whole other direction, but I notice I've been doing, I guess, a lot more. We live in the generation of information now, so I've been doing a lot more looking into different things, and I'm noticing that the more successful black people in today's day and age are starting to do what you just said, meditating, connecting with themselves spiritually, like. Can you elaborate on that? Like, because because a lot of people, a lot of people are kind of afraid of it. They kind of just you know read John three sixteen and that's it. Right. I, I think they are scared because one is taboo in our um, society with black people how we like meditate. You crazy? Everything is you crazy? So some people are just even scared to say that it's something they want to try, and then some people doesn't don't do it effectively. So and they're not taught properly how to meditate. So when they do it, it's like, what am I doing? And it doesn't work, and they shun it. So I had to go to therapy to learn how to meditate properly. And like, it's crazy, but a part of my meditation has a lot to do with Sanderson. Um, I hated Sanderson growing up because it wasn't my speed. Basically, I was so ready to move from it. But now that I've moved on in life, I love Sanderson because it's my, wow. it's my. Peace. Yeah. I love to go home and smell the grass and look at the flowers and just be. Um, it's no threat here. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love to have my kids out here and raise my kids. So yeah. that's my place. My place of solace. So now when I meditate, 
And this so I trained myself. This took at least six months to train myself to be this calm. So you know we have let's say stop sign speed humps and all this stuff like that. So sometimes when people get mad, they just go straight from that stop sign to boom 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 boom. So I've learned to stop, go over the speed hump. Stop again, then go back instead of just crashing. Because mm-hmm. some of us just crash. We don't stop. We don't take time to stop. That's but true. meditation has taught me how to do that. So when I get to that stop sign, I meditate on for me. I meditate on something very peaceful. I think about my. I close my eyes. I think about grandma because that's somebody that brings me peace. I think about her voice. I I, I can even envision her eating fruits because I used to love to look at her eat fruits. I think about the garden outside here in my grandma's house. I think about the grass, everything that brings me peace. And I, I breathe while thinking about that because sometimes when you have a breathing, you cut off the um, the connection to your brain and you do um, irrational things. So I breathe very slowly. And this all happens in like two minutes, but once you train yourself to do it, you can do it. I breathe very slowly. I think about grandma's house and I'm calm. And it brings me down to back to that stop sign instead of crashing. And sometimes we got to learn to stop crashing because when we crash, we miss our relationships. We say things that we don't need to say. We do irrational things. Some people end up in jail. Just different things. So when you learn to stop being impulsive and irrational, your whole life will change. Because now you're doing very thought out you may have a thought out process of what you're going to do next, and we need to do that sometimes. Yeah, methodical thinking. So, And that's, that's meditation for me. It's so many ways to meditate People just have to learn how to properly meditate so it can work for them. And that works for me. That might not work for everybody, but there's so many different ways to meditate and to just um, learn about your body, what works for you, get into chakras and the emotion points on your body. Like sometimes we get mad and we feel it in our chest. Why do you feel it in the chest? Okay, chest is um, forgiving somebody. Or whatever emotions that connected with your chest, yeah, and you work on that. If you feel it in your stomach, what's the stomach? Stomach is embarrassment. Who embarrassed you? Why do you feel this way? So these are different things you have to learn about your body and why do you feel that way. When you get like when you get connected with your body and what your triggers are, you will be a powerful person because now people in situations can't control you. And you need that. You need not to be controlled so you can be in control of everything and be very rational. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. You, you point a lot of people in the direction of healing themselves. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Some nice gems you just dropped. Dropping gems. Dig is being that you said uh, that place Sanderson brought you a lot of, you said you hated a lot of hate yeah. towards it. Yeah. If you can go back learning, knowing that meditation now, if you can go back, if you, you know, when you was younger, you meditate in a younger age, how far like do you think you would be in life like that faster you think your life will fast forward to where you at now you cool with the speed you got here where you are today? Um okay so I feel like flowers need dirt and sunshine to go right? Mm-hmm. So I needed whatever happened in my past life to happen so I can evolve to the woman I am today so I wouldn't change nothing. Period, because I wouldn't be as knowledgeable as I am today. I wouldn't have this value to pass on to other people because I can literally say I've been through it and I overcame it and here I am now, but let me pass this back on to you so I can change it. Because if I ain't never went through it, then I'm going to pass the knowledge and the value, you know, on and empathize with people. It's one thing to sympathize, but I can empathize with people because I was actually there at certain points. So, no, I won't change it. Um, But to, I guess to save some peace when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I wish I did new what advice, what advice did you give your younger self that, you know, like a raw piece of advice 
the raw piece of advice that I would give myself, my younger self, is to um, love me more. Be more in touch with who I am as a person because I shifted a lot in life because I wanted to be what, whether it was somebody on TV, I wanted to be who my mama wanted me to be, I wanted to be who my cousins wanted me to be, right. whoever, like certain things. Right. I try to live up to a certain name and a certain standard, and that wasn't necessarily who I was at the core. And that would eventually brought me to my depression because I wasn't being me. That's what I'm Man, I mean, I think everybody been
it fucked me up for some love though because I was a beast when I started loving. I wasn't nurturing at all. So I loved on very superficial values. Like I loved a nigga just because he made because he had money. Yeah. And it wasn't because you love me how you're supposed to love me. I just was loving just some superficial shit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went to therapy, it was like, damn, I got mommy issues, I got daddy issues. Like, I need to get in touch with my loving side and my nurturing side because I ain't really got that. Is that therapy helping you? Yeah, it helped me tap into that. Yeah, like I'm in my first relationship where I've never cheated on somebody. I ain't never cheated. <laughs> this is my first time. I don't make it to a lot of relationships. But this is my first time trying to wholeheartedly, like not cheating, loving from a different place. Like I'm loving from a deep ass place. This nigga cheated on me, I'm gonna cut his dick off. But anyway, um, yeah, because I'm trying this shit like wholeheartedly. This is my first relationship after therapy. This so this is my first relationship being a new blonde. Like when I went to therapy, I did something called fragment reset. I call it. Like I said, you know how you do a fragment reset in your phone. Yeah. So I took everything that I learned growing up. And then I learned up until that point, threw it away. And then I started adding in things of substance and value, and it making me a better, it's made me a better person. So this is my first relationship being a better person. So I'm not cheating. I'm not texting nobody. I don't have nothing going on. This just me. And I want to see what I'm attracting and what I'm doing. Because yeah, you did cheat on me earlier in other relationships, but maybe I caused that. Maybe that's what I tried to because I always kept a good skin going on. You feel me? Like I was toxic. And I ain't ashamed to say that. Some women don't like to say that because they like to see right all the time. But let's be real. A lot of women don't know how to love because they never had a daddy. Or maybe their mama was a nurturing. So we just learning how to do this love thing. We fail sometimes miserably and horribly until we learn that damn we might be the problem and not the nigga for real. Even if he is a problem, you still the problem too. Yeah. So um dating now is definitely different than it was for me. It's grown. Yeah. So let me ask you a question from a this is this is dope to get from a from a female's perspective. Like, you know, I I mean you you get a chance to, or, or guys are a lot more outspoken, I guess, amongst each other about right. the type of, of this is what they're looking for. It's just, it's just a more of a general thing. Right. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to guys that a lady had your level of success, not, not exactly. I mean, you know what I mean. But like, what are, what are key things that stand out in a, or should stand out? I should say, should stand out. Let me tell you something I noticed is so weird, and y'all can give me y'all input on this because this is weird. So when I didn't have the bag, because I got the bag now, dropping gems. <laughs> yeah, she got the bag. But anyway, when I didn't have the bag and I dated, I required, and I'm just be honest, I required men to do things for me that I couldn't do for myself. But when I tell you that was the easiest thing, though, these niggas did it for me. Like I could have like. Fifty dollars in my in my my account, and I asked for some outlandish shit, like a car or some shit. And this nigga wanted some dealership, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they did. Power, pussy power, whatever power, right? Now that I got the bag, because I got the bag. No, <laughs> but now that I got it, when I date niggas, these niggas only buy me roses, cause they feel like I guess they feel like, bam, she's a salon owner, she this and that, she got she got it. So let me not take care of her. So why? Are men, men more nurturing when a woman doesn't have the bags per se versus when they have the bag? Because dating, before I got with this guy, dating for me was crazy. Because it's like I keep meeting not leeches, but men that are not considered. Because I guess they're thinking like, okay, this is for example, I could be like, back in the day, I want my hair done. The guy would be like, okay, let me buy the hair and how much it is, blah, blah, blah. 
situation and then get hooked on the sex, I think, Ooh. or anything like that. Yeah, like, that's like, sex is a big topic for, for, I'm going to tell you a little story, this shit is crazy. So, I was dating this guy, and I said, like, I was going to give him 60 days, we agreed on 60 days, and he agreed on 60 days, too, I was like, damn, this nigga agreed on 60 days, he must be, maybe doing for me, but he was really trying to catch me up, because he knew he had that package. So I can't tell a woman, <laughs> I can't tell a woman how long to wait, but I knew I waited these six days and was pissed off as hell, and I could not go past the six to build something greater. So I feel like he hadn't got me caught up for these six days, yeah. done winding down, he had me all whatever, and now we about to get into it. It's like, nah, that don't work for my, my, yeah, So I don't know what to tell. Women just have to know when to move on that. Like, I can't yeah. tell them. What, what, how long y'all think a woman should wait before jumping in the bed when she meets somebody? 
Um, I feel like we all we grow. You know what I mean? Like you should have standards about yourself. You definitely should have Steve standards. Steve Harvey said ninety days, sixty days, somewhere. Steve Harvey said sixty. He said ninety, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think Steve said ninety. He said ninety. Okay. Ninety. But my question is, what's the difference? You know. Between nine days and nine days, you still don't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, if you wait nine days, it might feel a little different. It might feel a little tired. I'm saying it's going to be the same pussy. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, but. I don't think there's no limit, though. I think it depends right. on the woman. It, she, it depends on the woman. Yeah. If, so, she feel, if she feel like giving me some ass, then that's what it is. So I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this from my personal relationship. So when. Me and my wife started dating. I remember like we went out, like we went to went out to this, to this restaurant. We ate, we bought trade, bro. So we, so bro, we. I'm talking about nigga. I'm maxing out the car buying drinks. Like I'm trying to get my girl drunk. Right? I get to the point where I'm finna use this line. I can't drive home. I'm drunk as fuck, right? Okay. So we pull into an apartment, we get there, I'm like, yo, my arm drunk as fuck, like, you know, can, I, can I crash at your spot? So we go upstairs, she had her own apartment, right? We go upstairs, I hear the shower going, bro, I'm getting right, you gotta <laughs> take my shirt off, I'm on the floor doing push-ups, I'm getting right, right? So I'm, bro, I'm sitting on the sofa, she come out, bro, I got my arm up, trying, like I've been watching TV all the time, no, I'm sweating. And, um... She threw me a pillow and some cover. I'm like, no, I was like, what the fuck? Bro, she give me that. She go in her room. She shut the door. Lock the door behind her. Nigga, that happened, bro. I could, I'm talking about for at least like three months. I'm like, what the fuck? But it made me want her more and it made me respect her more. Three months. Bro, like I, I looked at her from a whole different angle. You know what I mean? Three months. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, what? See, see, my person ain't like that. And I ain't. I'm transparent. I'm honest. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So we chilled that first night. I was like, I ain't gonna get this nigga no pussy. That second night, I was like, yeah, okay. I waited one night. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, all of a sudden. No, it wasn't like that second night. Like the third night. But uh, at the same time, though. All right, but I mean, but you, uh, but you, but you, but you, but you, but you. Yeah, we had weeks of talking to we because I was so just living on the same time. But then when we started chilling, I was like, no, not the first night, not the second night, the third night. I was like, well, she's it felt like the third night, right? Yeah, well, like also at this time, I'm 25 years old. Like, now I'm 34 years old. I'm not waiting that time. You know what I mean? I'm not waiting. I'm 34 now. You know what I mean? Like, take out my mind, I might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. But it was, it was you know, it, it, it got me to where I am now. Ladies have more. Ladies have more. You do. You do. Oh, So... How do you juggle motherhood in the mix of all your success and ventures? Like that. It's, it's scary and it's hard because I have two daughters and a boy. Mm-hmm. And three um, kids. Three kids, yeah. yeah. And at one point, I got a lot of this. I just kept running. I'm done, though. <laughs> I'm done. I just couldn't stop. But, um, <laughs> but, um, it's scary because this generation is so messed up. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure that my influence is so heavy on my kids to like when they do leave the house that it's still my residue on them. Because when they go to school, it's something totally different. Like I'm 
I try to teach my girls to be this type of one with this and that, but when they get to school, they're surrounded by something yeah. totally different. We got That's TikTok, we got social media, this and that, don't have social media. But these, this music is just pressuring these girls to want to be Mega Stallions and Trinas and, yeah. and this and that. And it, and it doesn't make being a wholesome woman cool. That's sure. the thing. It makes being a wholesome woman lame. So I really try to tell my daughters, like, be you in all situations and make that popular. Don't go make other people popular for how they act. Make sure that people are coming to you for your energy and make that what it is. Be that girl. And I mean, they struggle with that because she asked me, Mom, what can I say? Because I'm going to sound lame. And you know, that's true. She don't want to say, I'm a wholesome woman. She, that sound lame. Yeah. So she want to know how can she put it to her friends where they can gravitate with her and that sounds cool. And we kind of talk about different slang. We could put, like, I literally have this talk, different slang she could put in there. So these people can gravitate her and she can make being wholesome popular, make not talking about boys popular, making straight A's popular. Say that one more time for people in the back. <laughs> this is some good parenting about yeah, yeah, yeah. kids. And, and you gotta be so hands-on these days. If you're hands-on, you lost your child. I ain't gonna lie to you. If you're not hands-on with your daughters and your son about uh, and very intentional and specific about how you what kind of human you want them to be when they grow up, That's you lost your child. That because so, yeah. the influence of social media and people validating your child is so strong till you got to let them know that you're a king and queens and this is how you need to act and this That's is what I want for your life. If That's you not good. telling your kid what they need to have for their life, go ahead and send them to the streets. Because That's the streets wasn't as prominent as it was when we was growing up. Like we didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't wanna like when I grew up I didn't think about shake booty hole type shit. Like I didn't think about going around big but now all they have made salad telling you exactly how to get on this dick and ride it. And this is what the children yeah. are listening to yeah. and That's it's teaching them. Yeah. And we didn't have to worry about that. We right. were still ride bicycles and being outside big kids. So I have a tight hole. It's it's old fashioned and it's not like you know, sometimes they say you make them sneaky, but I do have a tight hole. I have I give them that little the little freedom, but I have a tight hold on my kids. I make sure they come first. They're priority over everything because they're my wife. I make sure their mind is, is intact. Mm-hmm. I make sure that they are just, I, I try to make them rational and I talk to them in language like real life what's going on. Right. So they won't be skipping. They won't be confused when they step outside of the house. Like, this is what the world is offering, but my mommy said to me this. I just want my influence. I just pray to God every night that my influence is stronger than any other influence. Right. Even my son, I'm scared for him because these boys growing up, only being a thug is glorified right now. Being famous on TikTok, being famous on YouTube, which is nothing wrong with it, but they ain't teaching these kids core values on these little boys' core values, so they are mimicking what they see. And they're doing it wrong. And they're doing it so superficial, and they're ending up in jail. They're ending up dropping out of school. They're ending up just doing laws. Laws. So for my son, I'm just like, I'm hoping I'm doing it right. Like, I pray that I'm doing it right. I hope that I teach him who he is at the core so he can always exude those qualities and be a man, man. In this world, so yeah. and that's and that's how I juggle with my kids. Like I just try to keep them priority. That's yeah. it, and nurture them. Yeah, that's dope. That's that's dope. You validate your kids. If you validate your kids, you don't have to worry about nothing else. Oh, that's that's telling them that they're kings and queens. That's affirming yeah, them right, in yeah. their mind because yeah. a kid needs to hear that period from yeah, the one right, they right. love around them. If it's not their mom, their daddy, auntie, they need to hear it because if not. 
they lost. Yeah. They lost. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they if they get lost, they'll always come back to that foundation. It's always going to be there. So make sure you plant that seed. Because I'm not going to say that in a straight away because kids are away. But if you plant that seed, they'll always go back to that foundation of, of who they are. See, and, and the good thing about your kids, they see you all the emotions. Yeah, I mean, if I had a me right now at their age... I would have been a boss, but they got me right now. They age, so they don't. They are some bosses. Like they already like they my girls. Yeah, they pay attention. Put them in, like, yeah, they, my girls they, already ready. You got your daughters at like um music. Like, music video, they do, like, yeah, they got music videos. They write, they sing. I want them to capitalize off of everything that they do for themselves. Wait, wait, wait. I did some research. Um, back in the day, I heard you was a singer. So next. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I used to be in St. John Baptist singing my heart out. Yeah, 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 I did that. But uh, next. I mean, (laughs) you know, a hymn or something. Listen, I pass the torch down to my kids. And, you know, they want to continue if they can. They got little videos out. And if they don't, they want to branch out to something else they can. Whatever, whatever your your talent is, just capitalize off of it. You walk the brain. I let them know that. So yeah. you, you push them towards that, or you let them make their own. I let them make their own decisions. Like Chayla is a brainiac. She does well in school. She wants to be like a lawyer or something. So I don't push her in anything. She won't does and entertain. So I, you know, I help her with that. So you don't know what kids are gonna be at. Yeah. 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 So I feel on both ends, even the men empowerment and the women empowerment is much needed. People are having like a mental warfare right now, spiritual warfare right now, and we just need guidance, even if you don't want to admit that you need guidance, but we need to be in a room facilitated that's, that holds each other accountable for our mental, our spiritual welfare. Like we need that. We need um, more men having seminars talking about like what Trey was talking about earlier, being able to be vulnerable and not feeling weak and different things like that. Or different things that you guys go through as men, like y'all need seminars and being safe places where y'all can just be yourselves and talk about it. Because sometimes it's hard. And helping the the next generation to come. Mm -hmm. And so for the woman empowerment, I do do speaking. I go, I travel all the time. I've been in Texas speaking. I go to South Carolina speaking. And I just try to drop these jewels and pass on. I always say, that's my why. What do I have a value to pass on other people? That's the legacy that I'm leaving behind. So I try to build women up from the inside out because I'm big on, because I don't care about the outside. I don't care about your makeup. I don't care about your hair. I don't care about none of that. If you love it on the inside, you ain't going nowhere in life. So I try to build women up from the inside out so they can be healthy working adults be themselves so um women that's what I do that's and that's that's the core of the women empowerment even in the salon that's that's what it is you feel like oh, women take it over <laughs> negative male negative crap is that don't even start um we're not taking over but we're becoming more aware of who we are for a long time back in slavery we were stripped of a lot of rights, and we were put in kitchens, and we were put in different dom- domesticated uh, situations that we just had to just do. And we thought that's what what it was supposed. That's a woman's role. And now I think we're becoming a, a more aware that no, we are bosses. 
We are, we can be Afro. We, we don't have to cook. I don't cook. Um, we can be... <laughs> wait, 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 ain't gonna boss over We can't. No, you know, I, I don't cook. But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so I don't think we're taking over. I think we're becoming more aware. And I think some men, and y'all can attest to it, but I think some men have a problem with it because then it's like, who she thinks she is? And it hurts an Afro male ego yeah. when a woman Afro mm-hmm. is clashing with him, however. So, um, I don't think we're taking over. I just think male masculinity is kind of like we not letting shit ride like we used to let shit ride. And then just male masculinity, like y'all just gotta get it together. Day. Y'all throw y'all wet up day. day. Y'all, day. Men throw their weight around when it comes down to being in control of a woman, whether it's relationship wise or whatever, but I think like when men practice safe integrity, safe authority, but you can have some authority, different things like that, but I think sometimes it just go overboard mm-hmm. and that's when you have conflicts and insecurity issues and different things like that. But no, I don't think we're taking them. I think we just just become Mm-hmm. What you think? I don't know. I see the clock kind of shifting y'all way a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I'm not mad at the feet. Who in the world, girls? Oh. Who in the world, girls? Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> who brought this matter? Yeah, she might be catalyst of that too. Uh, yeah, she kind of leading forefront. Beyonce. Yeah, she is. But no, I'm happy to see y'all you know, get to that level of equality. You know what I'm but let's be real though, it's something that ain't happening for it. Yeah. It's the control that's being that's that's being taken away for some men and the ego, yeah. That's real. I think I mean I I personally think like even from a generation back, like if you look throughout households, I mean if you look through like like us being at the age we are, like if we all look back and give credit, who who we gonna give credit to first? Right, right, right. You know, it was it was mama's nurturing. It was mama telling us. It was mama saying, "Go get up, get up and go to church." Right. You know, for for a lot of guys. So, right. you know what I mean? I think I think from from our generation, like they may not have so been as many business owners, of, you know, this and that, but still the leadership. Yeah, I think the credit is coming out now. What credit is due? Yeah. Let's look all the way back to slavery, like you know, like Milan said. Yeah. You know, the black woman. You know, held a lot of yeah. stuff down. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, she, we breastfed she, white babies. Yes. Yeah. Held a nation down. They was there. They was there running with us in the race, but they just didn't get credit for the week. That's right. That's it. And That's now, it. And then the influence now, I think, just kind of changed. You know what I mean? Like when we was growing up. Our mothers push, you know, get your, you know, get your diploma, get a job. Now you have mothers like Milan saying, get your business, get your LLC. I'm going to tell you, I dated this guy and it was kind of crazy. He was like, he wanted me to be, I can have my own company, but I could be the president or just this something in his company. And I had to stop talking to him because you didn't want me to, you want to be in my life. Like, I just want to be a part of your company. I want my own company. But for him, he just blatantly said he don't want a woman that has her own like that. She got to work for me. And he said women that think that that think otherwise do too much. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I really, I really been keeping with a guy that thinks like this. 
Nigga think that hawk on me. You don't think shit of me, like to try to take this away from me. And that, that opened my eyes a lot too on the type of man that I needed to date next. Like he gotta celebrate me wholeheartedly. And it don't be intimidated about what I bring to the table. Yeah. Like I don't wanna just, I ain't the type of bitch that sit up on a nigga. No, I get my own shit. But some men are very, you know, intimidated by that stuff. And I don't know know what someone, but that's a form of being a hater. Like, it really, is. really. Like, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. That's a formal. And I really thought after that conversation that was it. We talked for a long time, like years, but after that conversation that was it. Like, because I could never be who I want to with you. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. always been my life, and that one time, that would feel comfortable for me. That's I've, I've noticed just throughout our conversations with this interview is that you know a lot about what you want. Got to. You know a lot about what you want, and how important you now knowing what you want in life versus you who didn't have any clue. Like how more, you know, how more important that is is to you getting to your finish line or to you getting to the person that you want. Like I said, I'm a walking powerhouse now. When I realize that I can be me in any capacity, wherever I'm at, I can be unapologetically me without caring about what people think, knowing what I possess inside of me. Like who I am, I'm a walking powerhouse, so I'm unstoppable. Even if it's detours or however, I'm unstoppable, period. And that's the difference between me before knowing who I am and me now. Because when I didn't know who I am, I was really shifty. Like, I could be Brittany, Tina, Sandra, whoever felt the world wanted me to be. Yeah. You know, then, whatever the music persuaded me to be, whatever the alcohol persuaded whatever capacity I was in persuaded me to be at that time, I was that person. I was very shifty, which cost me so much. Mm-hmm. It cost me foundations that I started out move. I get in the mood, be very impulsive, be very, make hasty decisions. So just being, knowing who I am, it's just like setting up a very stable foundation. And that's, and that's, that's what we need. We're going on. A stable foundation. That's what's up. That's what's up. And with, with that part, like, okay, when you, you saying you're a walking powerhouse, how do you, your man feel like, do he glow? Do he, do he be like, yeah, I, I got, I got my like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cock, cock. Yeah, like, yeah. Is he arrogant about it? I'm gonna tell you, I knew he was the one because he loved me more than I. I don't say more than I love myself, but he loved the. He celebrates me. Yeah. He loved me wholeheartedly, and he like pushes me, and he's not scared of who I am. It doesn't intimidate him. He's not insecure. He just like takes all of it on, and he's just like he doesn't care. Like he said, we walk into a big room, we care about being on the side, and I'm the main attraction. Like he he's okay with that, and that's how I know. Like yeah, you might be my husband one day for real because not too many men, not never dated anybody that has not told me to change who I am as a woman. Like change the way I dress, the way I walk, the way I demand in the room, anything. Every man I've always been with has tried to change me. Um, don't show your booty, don't lose it. But this is what attracted you to me. You know, attracted you, you to me. So why now I gotta change over together? So um, I love the way he celebrates me. That's just like it's amazing because he creates space for me to be me. And you gotta be with somebody that creates space for you instead of like keeping you in one little dimension, little box or whatever. But like he, baby, go ahead, do what you gotta do. I'm here for you. And um, I love that. I love that. Yeah, Facebook, whatever, whatever I need, he support me. Um, sharing, passing my business, whatever it is I need him to do, he's right there. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's the type so, of 
Yeah, that's the type of love that women need to feel. Like, I finally feel that love. And it feels really good. And it feels really genuine. And I mean, who knows? Y'all might be invited to my wedding one day. Yeah, you know, let me. You know, Valentine's coming up here, everything. You know, a lot of stuff's so cliche. What you got planned for your man? Like, what you. He might be listening. Oh, that's uh, Okay, so, here, so here's the thing. I've learned a lot about love languages. So I'm, I'm gonna ask you, all you guys, what's your love language before I can answer that? To me, what's your love language? Or do you know what it is? All right. It's like five minutes. Like five minutes. Love is like affirmation. Uh, oh, my screenshot of that. Acts of service. Oh, it's like two hundred and fifty times. Gifts. Um, I like giving gifts. I like getting gifts and like seeing like the reaction. Christmas, you know, I guess my Christmas idea, like, um, that feeling of that, but I think that's my love language. Like, well, what's your value of the gifts that you give? Does that matter? No, mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, about that. No, I mean, okay, so I guess because I look at like, I'm, I'm a simple dude. So you cheat? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes and no. Yes and no. All right, let me explain. Please break it on home. Uh, I don't know, I, I, to be honest, it's, it's hard. 
I, I feel like it's so important for men to know their love language. I'll so, sign up. So you can know what to respond to. For your woman can know what you respond to mm-hmm. so she can hit it with a bow and arrow straight there. Because sometimes when women don't know, we go all around the, the, with the bow and arrow. We don't know how to, you know, and then you guys feel a little unfulfilled or incomplete, but only because someone's trying to love you, but they don't know how to love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know how to love you more. So it's like, woof. Just because y'all like lame as fuck, and that's what's yeah. <laughs> and shallow as 
Good, some good that's just maximizing your sex experience. I'm not she got some good wop. It just, it feels no. good every time I get out. I'm going to be like, hey, let me go to her asshole. Tighten home. No, I feel like if you're with somebody, you can maximize your sexual experience. Okay. Okay. If you say you be with her a long time, that's, that's not for me. That's not for me. I'm straight. I mean, you do a team for Well, you're the girl is bored, period. You speaking firm to your oh, I'm bored girl. She's bored with your 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 She's bored Teachers on, you do that. Hey, I'm not just no way. Me, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Listen, if you ain't talking to your girl at some point, she's saying putting in my ass because it's so good. Strange. What is strange? Sir. No. No, no, man. It's all sir. <laughs> Tamir is a secret. I say you secretive about your love life. Like you might really be doing this shit. Yeah, you he can't. I might be doing that. I might be doing that. I'm gonna air my ass off. Maybe I'll be convinced. Maybe I'll do a good job of convincing you. Maybe so you might be so sneaky. Okay, buddy. So alright, so what makes you so you know you mentioned your significant other a lot. What makes you so open with him? You know, like, you not, like, have, like... Sexual uh, violence? No, 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 no. Just like, I know you seem to be proud of him. You seem to be proud of the relationship. That's good. Don't try to deflect, but okay. <laughs> 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 no, no, I mean, we, we going to go back to that. Um, what makes you yeah. so open with him? Because yeah. I'm proud of him. All right. That's respect. Yeah. yeah, I'm proud to say that um, he's my guy. And I feel like it's going to be a long-term type situation I do. Um, and all because I'm going in how I'm going in. And I feel like I'm attracting everything in my life right now. I'm manifesting what I want. I mean, and I'm okay because, and, and I'm okay with if it doesn't because I'm at a point where I am happy with myself with mm-hmm. or without a man. So let's just say this will work out. My life will change. The quality of my life will change. I'll still be as happy as I was before I was with him because I made sure before I got with him that I was happy. Of course, he adds on to the quality of my life, which any partner should. But if it was ever to go south, I'm still good. And I'm happy for the experience to, to feel what we have. So, and I'm proud. I'm just, I'm just proud to, to be with him. So I guess the same thing I'm proud of you with that. But um, so, and I will say this though, sex doesn't play a major. Okay, for some women, let me tell you, let me drop some jewels for y'all, for y'all men. Okay. okay, so listen, so you might have a guy with a small penis, right? And this is not nothing to do with my situation. I'm just telling you something. Okay, so. So this has nothing to do with my personal situation. Well, okay, let's just say that um let's just say that um a, a woman gets with a man with a small piece, right? But she loves that man. 
So that penis may be three inches, but it's gonna feel like 15 inches because she's willing to accept him flaws and all because she really loves him. And it's okay. The next one might get with that same man and be like, bitch, get this little shit and go somewhere. Because she don't love him as much as that girl did, so we're not gonna tolerate the same, um, we're not gonna tolerate the same girl. So with a big dick, it's universal. Well, sorry, but a small dick is not universal. Like, it's depending on how that woman has love for you and what she can make, you know, make work or whatever. So, um, women, this is after a little clue ball for you guys. Your dick might not be as big as you think it is if she really in love with you. <laughs> she might be just making it work because if you give her everything she needs in another aspect, why break up? Why stop something so good, you know, and just kind of like compensate or however. I mean, I don't know. I don't like what we talk about. <laughs> to make it be fair and possible. But, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's, that's not, that has nothing to do with me, just speaking in general. <laughs> I mean, it's about all that. It's just depending on somebody's feeling somebody like somebody from the cat might not get wet for a big penis so she ain't feeling them like that but it might get wet for a small penis so she really feeling them so it's just the penis it's all depending on emotions the mental condition and all that so nah it seems like you know his love language you know y'all too you feel like you said it's gonna go to this so yeah definitely because I'm a little deeper now that I'm dating like I said this is my first relationship after therapy so I'm not superficial at, at all like he got money and stuff like that but I'm not dating him because he has money I'm dating him because of who he is and what he brings to the table which is a little different If you know that if you get in this tone of voice, that it's gonna make her back down and not and make her shut down, and you guys are not gonna have effective communication, you may need to check out how your tone of voice is to her if you want to get somewhere in this conversation. Like, it's just learning what your partner responds to. If you with this person for the long term, if you forget about what you're doing to appease yourself, you gotta do things to make her happy, and that's like sometimes dumbing down your pride. Like, I might not want to. She has to reciprocate, and that's effective communication. That's an effective relationship. Like you might not want to approach this argument like that, but you know you're gonna get a better response from her. You might need to back down a little bit and do it in a different way, so you know she's gonna respond to it. Like I'm not gonna respond to somebody yelling at me. My defense automatically gonna go up. 
I'm going to shut down. I'm going to say something hurtful. But if you talk to me about the same situation in a very rational, calm voice and you make it make sense, then I'm going to reciprocate that. But you know, as humans, sometimes we just get hasty and we just blah, 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 then now you mad for no reason, this and that. And this, a lot of stuff can be avoided if you just know what your partner responds to and that you are willing. Because that's the thing. Some of us know we ain't just willing to do it. But if you are willing to let your pride down and actually do what your partner responds to, you're going to have a very happy relationship, effective relationship. So. <laughs> Bro, that was so, anyways, how do you um? How do you think? How do you climb up the world right now? You know, with all these things going on, like, how do you, you know? How do you? I think that our next generation is fucked up. Like, I agree. Always oh, fucked up. I think this this guy. This guy is so bad. They're so superficial. And I'm scared because where's the Michelle Obamas? Where's the Obamas? Where's the... Yeah, I mean, it, it's but, but I can't say that this generation is more exposed than we were. They're exposed to um, business and financial literacy and credit and even weight. Like, it's even popular for people to be fit now and to look a certain type of way. Yeah, it is, but we wasn't talking talk about, I mean, we wasn't taught in school that your metabolism, metabolism was going to slow down when you get by 25, you're going to look like an egg. Like, we weren't taught, you know, so we just kind of ate, 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 but now these kids are learning, like, to stay fit. You need to wear a waist trainer. You need to go to a gym. You need to pop up, blah, 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 blah. So we're going to get some fine-looking 30-year-old women and men more so than our generation because they are big, bigger on health and fitness. Um, so I'm hoping that we have a spot of entrepreneurs and things like that, but it's scary. Like it can go either or right now. I tell you the truth. I what I would like to happen is that I wish social media. I wish Mark, well, what his name is, it will just stop social media for a little bit. I wish he would go at least five months without social media, so everybody can get intact with real life reality. That's what I wish. Yeah, so we can all get intact with yeah, go outside, smell the flowers, and just learn each other and learn and like what's going on right now because social media has us so disconnected because they can say something like this person died and everybody, oh my god, that person ain't even dead. You know, like that's why yeah. it was a hoax or something, yeah. but that's scared that news can travel just that quick and get everybody upset for no reason. We literally need to do no TikTok, no Facebook, at least for six months and get in touch with who we are as human beings yeah. and what's going on in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So, social media seems to control people's it perception. It, it controls people's perception. Yeah. Wouldn't that show, like, knowing that social media controls people's perception, like, right? I've been able to hypnotize them to fall for that trap of social media because all of us, we we talking about it right now, we rationalize it, we know what's going on, but we still not letting, letting that affect us, let, letting that affect our decision making. Some people are just oblivious. morals. Yeah. Some people are just oblivious to what's going on. They just kind of live life day by day and they're not even going even deeper into what's going on. They're just literally just like, here I am, I wake up today and mm-hmm. on Facebook and it's life and that's just it. Yeah. Then you have more conscious, deeper thinkers like, nah. It's an algorithm. It's something going on. Yeah. Like, this is, we, this ain't right. This yeah. is doing something to our psyche, to our life. But you have different people on different levels of thinking. Right. So, right. Right. Some people actually wake up, feel like they can post a picture. They get 
a certain amount of like that makes their day. That and they be so happy. Yeah. Like, and I used to be that person because I thought that validated me. I thought, damn, I was fine if I get like six, six you know, seven hundred likes or something on a picture, but it don't validate because sometimes people be fucking with you and I post a picture and then I get three likes. Yeah. So do you let your emotions or your self-confidence sway because you got six hundred this day and three this day? Yeah. You can. But some people do. Some people get really depressed that people <laughs> but that's just how society is. Yeah, I, I knew a person that was like that. Like they'll post say if they post that picture at like seven that morning and by two of them only got fifteen like they'll delete the yeah. picture yeah. off. Yes. You know what I'm Wait till yes. like maybe like three o'clock and post it so they get even with hair, <laughs> I had to learn even with hair, that played a part of my psyche too. Like I could post a picture of hair, I get a hairdo would get 50 shares, all these likes, and then I may post a picture of this hairdo the next day or something, and I get no shares, no likes. But I had to be okay with that because yesterday was fucking with me, today they ain't fucking with me, but I'm still as powerful as I was those two days, and you gotta know that. Now my social media is purely for marketing and promoting. That's it. I'm gonna monetize and capitalize off of me as a brand, like, but it doesn't bother me as in my personal life. Yeah. But um, I do care about certain things for us just for marketing. Because I have to, but as far as me, no, I'm so over that. It's just it is what it is. And, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like social, like Facebook was made like off drama. Yeah, like, yeah for real. That because, he broke uh, up with his girl. Yeah, because yeah. his girl broke yeah. up with him. So a lot of people look at it like they don't look at it like that's the one of the biggest platforms you can use. Like you use it for market, like strictly marketing. Right. Like yeah. that's what you can use that for. Um, when they say a an idol mind is a devil's playground. That's what Facebook is. Yeah. If you are just idling in your mind and don't have too much to do or whatever, you can always scroll on Facebook and get the gossip, you can get the drama, you can get whatever. And that's the devil's playground because it's advocating negativity. Sure. So if you ain't got no strong mind, if you ain't got no strong mind, you can get chomped, swamped in that mess. So all in all, the social media. Like I like the clubhouse, right? The clubhouse as of right now is a very positive outlet for business owners, entrepreneurs, people like that. But I guarantee you, the longer it be, it's in effect, it's gonna get messy too. Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. Because you gotta think, I don't know who's controlling the the narrative of all this stuff, but it's not possible. Because everything is MySpace turned into mess, TikTok most definitely has turned into mess, Facebook turned into mess, every social media outlet is very negative. Clubhouse, I hate to say it, but it's gonna be the same thing. It's hard, it always starts off straight. It started off good, but it's going to be the same. That one virus. That one virus. Take over. Yeah, mark my mark my words. My words not now, but it is coming. Yeah, even though it's Snapchat. Snapchat. All that. I mean, it's a pussy on Snapchat. Big pussy on Snapchat. Like these girls, they start their only fans on Snapchat and go. You know, so it's it's all decent. Y'all been on here? No, I've never been on I scroll past to see what the fuck it is, but I've never been in anybody. I'm trying to pay You do. It's just like, yeah. um, I just wanted to see how far I can go before that. It's modern day prostitution. Oh, so everybody with a fan page, what do they do? They send a Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I've never actually been on it, but I've seen, like, you'd be, like, falling on all the things. I mean, you can't fuss yes. them unless they want to fuck, but they're selling the way, you know, they sell. Yeah. Now, some people get up there, like, cook and do stuff like that. Because it's created just for your fans to see what you are doing. Oh. But for the most part, most women are, um, you know, they're doing their thing. I don't yeah. know how to hustle. I guess I know what you do, but, I mean, I know some people that really came up, like, making 10K a month. 
Yeah, don't finish. I don't see people. We should just, get two minutes to finish. We should. We not nah, people are. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I see people. He should put his big toe up there because you got people with toe yeah. fetishes. Yeah, what's up? You get so some cheese, bro. That's some cheese right there, bro. <laughs> they have toe fetishes, and I seen girls over there just literally putting their toes over there, men paying to see their toes and do something for them. Throw these some holes uh, and shit, bro. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So and you have a really big toe, so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really Capitalize off your brand, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't go that far to school myself. But uh, I heard people make quite a nice little living off the fact that Kawhi is on it, But so think about it. So little girls and boys coming up here, stuff like that, and how much money they can make. Right. Come on, they don't automatically want to do that for you when you get a real job. So that's why I said your influence got to be so much stronger for these kids and the social media because. Because these kids feel like they go viral. Yeah, that's it. For so, real, for real. Damn. Wow. So yeah. one, one thing I got to add, like, you, you, like, you put your team on, like, I see, like, someone on my follow, someone on Snap, and they, like, you know, be posting like they do, like, I guess whatever they're doing, like the hairdos, the styles, or whatever, should I say. But, like, how often do, you, do y'all have, like, a, Say like on a Monday or a Tuesday, like okay, all of us gonna get together. We're gonna strategize how we can make this even bigger. Because by sitting here talking to you, I can tell you done encourage them like, hey, you got you gonna have to be a boss too. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe not Monday, but maybe you know Thursday, your day coming. You know what I'm saying? Like you and you know. So even when I hire my girls, I have these pet pet talks, and I'm gonna say hire when I bring them on to the team. I tell them that basically I'm not your boss. This the building is your boss. This you have to respect the building. You have to respect the rules of the building. But far as you and your brand, you're your own boss. You're responsible for your brand. Now I'm gonna push your brand as um, the owner of this building. I'm a, if you gonna go hard for yourself, I'm gonna go hard for you. But you're your own boss. You make your own. They pretty much make your own rules. Their own schedules. Um, I'm just the facilitator of them and their brand. And they have their brands inside the building. And I make sure everybody knows that because I want bosses. I want y'all to think y'all work for me. I want y'all to think that you answer to me for your brand because that's not really like an entrepreneur. That's not how it works. And I want them to get the full entrepreneur um, feeling, experience at my shop. So um, we do have meetings like every two months or so. And we just talk about how we can brand, market, and make everything better. Like I teach classes on this too. Like I want to raise up bosses, period. So everything I know, all the knowledge that I have, I'm giving it to everybody because I'm not scared to see nobody succeed. I'm giving it to everybody that I know in the shop or however. So yeah, we always, they know I'm a motivator, I'm encouraged. If they tell me they want to do something, I'm going to text them almost every day. To keep them like you gonna do this, you gonna do this. I'm aggravating because sometimes people don't understand the power that, that they possess, and sometimes other people outside of them can see it more than they can see it. But if you can keep pushing them towards that, then they'll say, you know what? Okay, I got this. I can do this. So I'm aggravating when it comes down to like, if you tell me you want to do something, you better do it because I'm gonna push you. Yeah. And that's the type of that's person. That's a good night because like by you. Tell them that like it may be like maybe a family member or someone outside may not want to see them do as well yeah. as you doing. So by you telling them that's pushing them over. Like, 
she she just you know what I'm saying, she put me on so I know she wanna see me just as you know what I'm saying. Your circle you know. I tell everybody your circle is so important because it really can make or break you. And I'm to the stage like I don't really wanna be around people that I know because you know what I know. Yeah. You feel me? Like I wanna be around people that that I necessarily don't know, but you in like a great a better position in me so I can feed off you and learn off of you. Like, I don't want to keep talking to the same person every day because after a while, we're going to exhaust what we know. Let's go find people that can feed, you know, that we can benefit off of. So, your circle definitely makes a break uh, where you're going in life. Dead weight makes a break. And everybody's not meant to go on your next season. You might start off with five friends and your next level might only require you to have one friend. Are you going to do it or not? You going to let these four friends go? Are you going to bring dead weight on, on you and then not succeed like you're supposed to succeed because you got dead weight? Yeah, so, so like, like just piggybacking off of what you said, um, I think that's an issue that a lot of people have is how was it, or, or how did that, or explain that process of when you noticed someone that you gave a fuck about, but you had to let them motherfuckers go to go to, to be the person you are now. Like, how did you approach that, or how should someone approach that? Well, when I um, changed, like I said, I did that factory reset, that took my standard of myself to a higher level. So when I say that, that means that you can't talk to me how you used to talk to me. You can't indulge me how you used to indulge me. Like, your experience with me has not changed. So if I had low self-esteem before and you're trying to handle me how you want to, now that I don't do this factory reset, you can't do that anymore. So everybody's not going to be comfortable with that because some people just used to like treating you how they want to treat you and they're used to, used to you accepting it. So when I stood up for myself and said, no, you can't talk to me like this or no, whatever, you got to honor me like I honor me, that I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of associates because they used to be selling myself short. Right. And I just had to be okay with that because I had to understand everybody can't go to my next level. Yeah. And so that was, that was the... That's what I kept telling myself. Like, it's okay. Like, God's doing me a favor before I even get to my next level because these people can have... One thing I noticed about people that's really close to you that, that turn off, the outsiders will believe them before, before they believe anybody because they yeah. been that close to you. So yeah. this person said it must be true. Yeah. So I thank God yeah. for getting rid of, like, the undercover ops before I go to my next level because they can tarnish your whole brand yeah. because they're close to you yeah. and they still have animosity. So I, I'm so okay with people that has fallen off because they just want me to go to my next level. I respect that. That's a great point. Um, somebody told me that same thing. Like right before you make it, a lot of things reveal itself about who the real friends are, and you have to separate yourself from certain people. Fall off. It requires isolation sometimes. It does. And then when you come out of isolation, you just you try to figure out maybe your circle is strong. My circle is very strong right now. Yeah, very strong. So people going to buy you for what you sell yourself for. Just always remember that. If you sell yourself short, people going to buy you for a short price. Yeah. It's just, that's just how it is. Ain't nobody going to give you more than what you're selling yourself for because that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, I feel you on that. Expect more out of yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The standard gotta be high. Like now, I don't take no bullshit. I'm okay with whoever is not okay with it. Because I know you don't need to be in my circle anyway. If you don't honor me, you have to honor me on all levels. If you don't, then you can't be in my circle. Yeah. And it's okay to feel that way it's about okay. yourself. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't if you're not aggressive with yourself, 
And nobody else going to be aggressive. You know, yeah. no one else going to approach it like that. So you got to yeah. be aggressive and that's and that's dope just you know what i'm saying just just admitting or saying that like it's okay to feel that way about yourself you yeah. know being from you know the people who are going to hear this first people where yeah. we're from the people yeah. from the surrounding county like humble too you yeah. can still be humble but still be aggressive like yourself yeah. put your foot down yeah, yeah most definitely respect man. and then you have to forgive yourself that version of yourself that wasn't on there either because i can't i can't say i, I rolled this i did that all the time but at the same time, I didn't have the wisdom and the knowledge that I have now, so I had to forgive myself for who I was then. Because sometimes I used to be like, dang, I can't believe I got myself in this situation or my baby daddies or different things like that that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. I got to forgive myself because I wasn't the version on the line then that I am now. Mm-hmm. So once I forgave myself, like I can move on from it. Because it's dead. It is what it is. I understand rationally who I was then, and it wasn't a person. So I'm good. And I won't make those mistakes no more. So like, okay, this is our first episode, you know, official episode, like we did, you know, a little practice here and there. So with that, we getting off the ground, what advice would you give us as far as like getting our brand out there, like, you know, marketing, like marketing, marketing trying to get a whole different, get in different states and, you know, see so, the audience. <laughs> So let me ask you something. What's the difference between Nike and Fubu? What you think? What you think the difference is between Nike and Fubu? Uh, the market. Yeah, I say the market. You That's see, it. Yeah. You see a lot of Nike commercials. Fubu could be just as relevant as Nike if they projected themselves and market themselves how they should. No one hears about Fubu, but every once in a while, so Fubu is not on nobody's mind. Being relevant makes sense. Uh, the cover grounds needs to be on every platform there is and in people's faces. I don't give a fuck if people get tired of seeing y'all. It doesn't matter. You have to make yourself so relevant to that people just don't be like, damn, I don't see this so much. Let me just click in and tune in and see what's going on. You got to be aggressive, really aggressive about this thing. So even if you keep <clears throat> fucking with you. Like, even if you're not popular, because it's a known fact that you gotta be popular for people to support, but you have to make yourself popular. You just don't wake up and be popular tomorrow. You gotta push, 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 push yourself to be this, to be what it is. Um, And that's on Facebook. I need to see the cover grounds. Like, every time I stroll through, I need to see something. So, even if you don't have, even if you don't have anything going on tomorrow, just make a post and go out to the cover grounds so I can keep seeing it. And then another thing is, how can you fill in the gap for your competition? What is it that your competition is not doing that you can do to brand yourself a little better? So if your competition is not doing, uh, I'm just starting this out as an example, I don't know. If your competition is not doing a food drive and you see where you can do a food drive and that's going to make you more relevant and make you more, and people notice what you're doing, do a food drive. I'm just using that for example. But whatever your competition is not doing, because my competition and they said it would have been the salons, right? Yeah. But guess what? Nobody has a nail salon in their salon. So I fit in the gap for my competition, basically, and I got a nail salon. Yeah. So now I'm the first nail salon. So when people think about black on first, this and that, I come up first. Because we all know that in competition, um, if it's an oversaturated market, people are going to go to who's popular and who's cheap. Right. So if you're popular, you're going to get that sale. If you're cheap, you're going to get that sale, and that last person going to be sitting on inventory. So you don't want to be that last person that's not getting, you know, whatever. So 
for these podcasts. You know it's a lot of podcasts. But what are you going to do? What's your why? What are you going to do that's going to separate you from all the other podcasts that don't make people say, I have to tune in to hear this. I have to see what's going on. These guys bringing X, Y, Z to the table. I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. So you got to find, find that niche that separates you from all of the podcasts. Hey, um, so you want to shout out anybody? You want to nope. Nope. <laughs> 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 no. 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 Um, social media, Facebook, I have the Chi Chi Boudoir, that's for the salon, you can book me, you can book any um, services that we have, and then for my speaking, I have Malanti Breaker Enterprises, um, I do public speaking, podcasts, whatever it is, um, life coaching, whatever it is that you need help with, I give advice, business advice, business advice, and that's Malanti Baker Enterprises, and you can find me on Facebook with you got it, you got it, you got it. Hey, listen, we really, really appreciate the jewels and gems that you dropped on the cover of our podcast tonight. Yeah, for we real. appreciate you blessing us with your presence, your energy, your spirit, laughter, everything. I appreciate being here. You know, whole team. You know, whole yeah, team. for real, a whole team. Much love, much love. So everybody, I'll give it up again from a long time. Signing off, Cup of Ground. I am Truist. Straight C. Chill. Milan. All right, y'all. Stay blessed. <laughs>